Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Biden administration has brokered an unusual production deal between two big drug makers and said the U.S. would have enough coronavirus vaccine doses for every adult before the end of spring. Carbon emissions have rebounded to pre-pandemic levels, and China's huge financial payments company, Ant Group, is once again defying Beijing. Plus, Germany is falling behind in the race to vaccinate its citizens. We'll talk about the role public distrust is playing in a vaccine rollout that's becoming a national embarrassment. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. President Joe Biden said on Tuesday that the U.S. would soon be able to vaccinate its entire adult population, thanks to an unusual deal his administration has engineered between two of the country's biggest drug makers. I want to thank Johnson & Johnson and Merck for stepping up and being good corporate citizens during this national crisis. Here's what all this means. We're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every adult in America by the end of May. Merck is already one of the world's largest vaccine makers, but it's fallen behind in the race to develop a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, it'll receive nearly $270 million from the U.S. government to adapt its manufacturing facilities to help Johnson & Johnson produce more of its COVID-19 vaccine. Merck says the funding would accelerate its efforts to scale up manufacturing capacity and delivery. The state of Texas isn't waiting around, though. Texas Governor Greg Abbott yesterday lifted the state's mask mandate and all limits on businesses. Global emissions have made a comeback. On Tuesday, the head of the International Energy Agency, or IEA, said that in December, global carbon emissions were higher than they were 12 months previously, just before the pandemic started. They rebounded as economies started opening up in the second half of 2020 and as road and air travel picked up. The FT's climate reporter, Camilla Hodson, talks about what else the IEA had to say. The IEA was also quite critical of government policies and said one reason for the increase in December was a lack of clean energy policies that could have been put into place as part of pandemic recovery plans. And Camilla, as you report, the big emitters contributing to this comeback were China, India and the U.S. So how seriously does this rise in emissions affect global efforts to combat climate change? This comes in quite an alarming context. The United Nations recently warned that the emissions reductions plans that have been put forward by 75 countries fell way short of what was needed to reach the Paris Agreement goals. And the IEA has made very clear that without big changes, and specifically the phase out of fossil fuels, emissions are likely to rise again in 2021. Camilla Hudson is the FT's climate reporter. A company founded by China's most prominent private entrepreneur is once again defying Beijing. Jack Ma's Ant Group is a financial payments powerhouse in the country and the largest holder of consumer credit information. And China's central bank wants that data. Ant is dragging its feet, though, and it's only handed over small amounts. The FT's China economics reporter Sun Yu is following the data dispute, and we asked him why China's central bank wants the information. The central bank has said publicly that personal credit information is a so-called public good that should be kept by a publicly owned entity like the central bank or another government agency. But then there is no law that prevents the central bank or another government entity from using the data 
for other purposes. So that inevitably raises the concern of the use of data for, say, political purposes. So will Ant eventually have to comply? I think so. It's a Chinese company, and Ant has to listen to the government in order to keep doing its business in China. What about Ant's consumers, people who've taken out loans or use Alipay, the online payment system? Could they lose trust in the company if Ant shares more or all of its data with the central bank? And do they have a choice not to share their data if they don't want to? A lot of customers are already complaining online that they're going to walk away from Ant if their credit information is reported to the government. Sun Yu is the FT's China economics reporter. Germany's response to the pandemic was the envy of the world at one point. It locked down swiftly and developed contact tracing and ended up with one of the lowest infection rates in Europe. But its vaccine rollout is a completely different story. Germany has administered only about 6 million doses, compared to the 21 million in the UK. The FT's Berlin bureau chief Guy Chazan says that after an initial bottleneck on getting the doses, the problem now is administering them. One of the main problems is that there is a lot of skepticism out there about the AstraZeneca jab. So, for example, 1.45 million doses of the AstraZeneca jab have been delivered, but only about 514,000 doses have been administered. So people do not want to be uh, given the AstraZeneca jab and are often not turning up for appointments when they know that they're going to get it. All the data suggests it's an extremely effective vaccine. But the German authorities decided very early on that they would only give it to the 18 to 64-year-olds because they didn't have enough data about how effective it was for the over 65-year-olds. And as a result, there's a kind of prejudice against it, uh, which is proving very, very difficult to overcome. What are the broader economic consequences of this slow rollout? Well, the vaccine campaign is seen as a silver bullet, really, in the sense that the quicker you can vaccinate everybody, the quicker you can come out of your lockdown and start returning to normal life. But the thing is, it's a bit of a chicken and the egg situation at the moment because it's taking so long to vaccinate everybody. The prospect of a full relaxation of the lockdown is diminishing, or at least it's sort of moving off into the far future. So now, for example, it looks like Germany is going to extend its lockdown probably till the end of March, although the final decision hasn't been made yet. And obviously people are increasingly frustrated because the country has been in lockdown since the beginning of December. And obviously the economy is only going to suffer more the longer it takes to emerge from this shutdown and start returning to normal uh, business activity. Guy, you're based in Berlin. How are you doing with the lockdown and how are how are people in the city doing with the lockdown? It's, it's all a bit grim, really. I mean, we're, you know, there's not really much relief on the horizon. This is the problem. I think if people had a sense that um, by a certain day the, the, the lockdown would be permanently lifted, uh, then I think it would be easier to cope with the situation. But you, you really sense uh, that people are really at the end of their tether, especially when they're juggling family and jobs and sort of have small children and so on to look after. It's extremely difficult. Guy Chazan is the FT's Berlin bureau chief. And before we go, a word from Huawei Technologies. The Chinese telecoms equipment maker said that it notified suppliers that smartphone component orders will fall by more than 60% this year. 
That's according to reporting from FT owner Nikkei. China's tech giant is feeling the bite from U.S. sanctions. Huawei component orders have been limited to those for 4G models. It doesn't have U.S. government permission to import components for 5G models. Last year, Huawei fell behind Samsung and Apple in the global smartphone industry, and it's likely to lose more ground this year given the U.S. export restrictions. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.